<laughs> Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brent. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, can you believe it? The SEC mm. championship game is finally here after all these months it always it always yep. sneaks up on us doesn't it it really does mike and it sometimes gets overlooked uh, we were joking before this uh before we jumped on here about alabama and you know being at the sec championship so many damn times it kind of kind of lost its luster but it's good to see uh, a couple of new programs showing up here battling out i mean this is the last time in this season, that we're going to see two SEC opponents go against each other, unless some miracle happens and, you know, they recognize Tennessee as the top four college football playoffs, which ain't <laughs> happening, even though Michigan lost a running back. Are they bringing them back down? No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean any ill will to the running back. I was That was a joke. Uh, that's why. Okay. All right. I digress. So, I, I'm pumped up, brother. I am ready. I'm ready for this game. I think it's going to be a fantastic ball game. I think some folks are sleeping on it. Yeah, no doubt, Shane. And I, maybe I'm sleeping on it because if you're watching on YouTube, we got the LSU helmet front and center now. That thing's been in the back for far too long. But, hey, they've earned the right, so we're going to do that. I got my banner in the background. Final game of the season, Shane. I finally got this damn thing ready. Uh, that just kind of speaks to what kind of show this is. You know what? We, now that the season's over, we're, we're kind of getting in gear. Yeah, go ahead and knock the dust off that thing, Mike. You know, I I, I think it's great. I, you know, you're going to notice some changes. Obviously, you, fans have seen plenty of changes. And I had one guy says, man, we got to get Shane off the damn couch. Well, <laughs> I, I, I will be. I promise. Next season, uh, we are working on the podcast studio. So, uh, be a little bit more professional. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 fun man we're just moving along and if this don't work we remove it if this works we we, we add to it so uh i i just that's what makes sec podcast i guess authentic man is because there ain't nothing more authentic than you and me man <laughs> there, there's no one behind the scenes besides you and me shane and if they were no. they, they'd be failing miserably you know what well it's like people watch the video and they're like why is shane blurry all the fucking time oh, i'm sorry mom didn't mean that why is, why, you know, because they're curious, because sometimes the, the videos Mike puts out are blurry. Sometimes they're not, you know. Well, this camera, it's got this autofocus, and I'm I'm East Tennessee redneck, you know. I, I, I was lucky. To, I know the red light's blinking, so I know it's recording. I take the card out. I put it in the computer, and then I send it to you. You know, it, it wasn't easy, but I figured out the process. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's some fancy button over here that that's going to keep zoomed in on me all the time, but I haven't found it. So the, the, the workaround is if I touch the screen, it'll kind of zoom in. Well, the problem is my arms ain't that long. <laughs> you know? So I'll press the, I'll press the screen and I'll say, okay, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at it real good. And then I come back and then I realize, dude, I'm blind as a damn bat, you know, because <laughs> I think it looks good, but it's just naturally everything looks blurry because I won't break down and buy glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so mystery solved on why the video is so blurry, but 
Hey, I di we digress. Shane, we got a lot to hit on here, but, you know, obviously the SEC championship game, but huge news in college football. We got to hit on real quick here. College football playoff made it official. They are going to the 12-team format. Mm. Do you like that? And, uh, you know, this, this is going to be – it's not – now, unfortunately for your Vols, it's the 2024 season. I don't know why the hell they, they make these decisions and then they say, well, hell, but we got a couple playoffs before we get to it. Why not just get to it? Who in the hell knows? Yeah. But uh, that, maybe let's not complain about that. Just thoughts on the 12 team, which we're going to be getting here in a couple seasons. I, I'm honestly surprised that it's happened in two years. As, as long as they push some of this stuff out, I thought it'd be like, hey, in four years, we're going to have a <laughs> – 12-team playoff. I think that's what they did when they first <laughs> talked about expanding the playoffs. We had to wait for several seasons. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, as a Tennessee homer getting snubbed out of the top four, I wish they'd start it this season, but but they're not. And, and you know, I, I hear different people talking about it. it takes a little bit away from the games and, and whatnot during the season. And, and I can see that argument. Typically, it's made from a Georgia fan or, or an Alabama fan, you know. But there's there's a lot of programs I think catch fire toward the tail end of the season. Example, South Carolina. Now, obviously, 12 teams, they're not going to make it in. But, you know, sometimes a football team is different at the end of the season as they are at the start of the season. And um, I think that's that's an added aspect to this. There's There's teams that people don't want to play once they figure out college football. So I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's intriguing and I think it adds to it. Cause we're in, we're right now in this little area where, where people are, are, you know, we've already seen it. People are starting to bow out of the, of the bowl games and, and it's kind of, the bowls aren't like they used to be. So they're not as fun, hmm. you know, but playoffs will be playoffs will be a bloodbath. And it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing mission to get to that call, that championship game. And, and I think it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's, it's going to be the best time of the year, Mike, it's going to be more football that we get to watch. So how can that be a bad thing? So, um, I'm, I'm all for the college football playoffs. And I think they're going to have some games at home stadiums, potentially Shane, which mm. man, imagine that sec stadiums holding playoff games. It's not going to get much better than that, is it? No, it's not, Mike. And 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 even like these these championship games. You know, we're going into this championship game and there's like one or two teams that's going to interfere with what could potentially happen with the college football playoffs. You know, you expand this thing to 12, all of them become more intriguing now, you know. So I I think that um I think it's good for the brand. I, I know people don't like change, but you know, Hell, we got the NIL, we got the transfer portal, we have got things that we didn't have 15 years ago, and we're still moving along, and college football stronger than ever. I can't imagine adding a few more games at the end of the year is going to be a bad thing, especially for this program, for the SEC. Uh, we're expanding. We're going to have we're going to have more two lost teams, man, more three lost teams, and we're going to be making the argument that they should be in the top 12. And given the opportunity, who knows? One of those two lost teams may win the college football uh, playoffs. So I think it's just. Gonna, like I said, make for, for better football. Well, you know who wouldn't be going to a 12-team uh, playoff there, Shane, most likely? Oh, Dabo Sweeties <laughs> flipping their burgers after losing to South Carolina at home. We got a little clip mm -hmm. here, Shane. As soon as we saw this, we knew we had to play it via the ACC Network. He was on one of their shows. And boy, does he have an interesting strategy 
After losing the Gamecocks, I think he's losing his damn mind over here. And I know you can't tell us everything, but just what what does that look like in that conversation? Tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth. <laughs> you know, so so Mac, you know, I, you, you this hadn't happened very often because we don't win, we don't lose a lot of games. But <laughs> so our mental Monday meeting. So I made everybody in the building, from the secretaries to the administrative staff, everybody in the building had to watch the tape. <laughs> we watched it all together. Hey, and Coach, I, ran, I remember we had one of those back in the day. We had one. We had it one. Wasn't fun. Ran, it wasn't fun. And I ran the tape from about 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock for two hours. Uh, because when you lose a game like that and you get a lot of – and everybody on the outside thinks they know and they ain't got a freaking clue. Uh, you know, so I think it's important that everybody knows what's real and that everybody understands with complete clarity – what happened and why and what we got to do about it. And, uh, and so uh, it was a two-hour meeting of complete clarity. And so you just tell everybody the truth. And, and you know, it's, it's, not, it's just not complicated. All right, Shane, so how about it? The secretaries, the administrative staff, hell, even the janitors probably got in on this action, had to break down the film with Dabo and company. Do you think he got any pointers from the staff there? Hell no, they got. You know that's the that's the funny thing is 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 the the comments I've seen after this. You know, you posted this on the pod t- uh, Twitter page, and and I saw everything from the the kitchen staff being pissed off. They got to sit through two hours of this. <laughs> I told you the janitor keys to success. They don't care. They got the keys to the merchandise and keys to the convenience store down there, but they don't. You know, so I I, I just think this is a big. This is what Dabo's supposed to say, but they are, I, I just think it's an absolute joke. You got your ass beat by South Carolina. You can watch it. I bet there's a lot of Gamecock fans watched that. They sat down there and watched it with you again. <laughs> well, Shay, we had uh, in Atlanta here on Thursday, we had Kirby Smart speak. We had Brian Kelly speak. We'll get to those comments here in just a minute to preview the big matchup, but also – during uh, the, these SEC championship games, Greg Sankey gives kind of a, a state of the union, if you will, holds a Q&A with reporters, and he hit on a couple interesting topics, Shane. The, the main one, the one we want to play here, new scheduling format in the SEC. Is that happening? When's it happening? All that. Uh, let's kick it over to Greg Sankey, and we'll discuss on the other side. Uh, now that the playoff is set for 2024. What is the timeline for deciding the SEC announcing a, a new schedule format? We'll see. We we wanted uh, several pieces of information, one of which was what would happen with the college football playoff. And, and I think probably, Seth, even with you, I shared uh, back in May, June, when we were in Destin, that we were poised to make a decision, but felt there were some important data points. At this point, we would look to uh, the first few months of 2023 as the opportunity to refocus. Uh, I learned during that COVID summer of 2020 uh, not to set hard and fast deadlines because we may want some flexibility uh, in in setting a specific finish point for our conversation. Uh, We have a need to move forward, though, and and I would anticipate that in the general sense, sooner rather than later, those decisions will, will come to conclusion. Yeah, great. I, I don't know if my question got muddled uh, or not, but I, I was referring to the likelihood 
of the SEC playing in one division, one table like uh, the AAC, Pac-12, and Big 12 are? I guess it, it wasn't muddled. I was so focused on providing an excellent answer to the, the core part of your question <laughs> that I just moved on. Um, we'll see. Uh, that's been a focus. In fact, I spoke a few weeks ago, and, and someone tweeted, breaking news, the SEC is focused on a single division format. I actually said that during my media day's remarks just down the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, where I'm located. Uh, th the reality is we've looked at 40 plus different scheduling models. At present, the one that has generated the most interest uh, among our membership would be a single division model matching the top two teams in our conference championship game in the future. Uh, that's uh, an important continuing conversation, not to say we won't revisit some other model, but, but that's the focus. And, and Dennis, it's the focus upon expansion of the conference rather than upon expansion of the playoff. And so our focus for expansion right now is that July 1st, 2025 date that has been formally announced. And I've reiterated that with some level of frequency, noting that things could always change, but that would be the sequence of events for that consideration. So hopefully that's clear that, yep, the focus is on a single division format. That doesn't mean uh, there isn't the potential for introduction of, of another model, you know, remaining in divisions, altering division format. I don't think this quad or pod model had a lot of interest once we, once we dug into uh, the details. You'll recall probably last year at this time I made great news by saying, you know, we did look at uh, a format that has our own playoff involved, that you'd use part of November to advance teams to determine a conference champion that could then play forward. Uh, that went into the file folder pretty quickly. So we'll, we'll focus on the expansion of our conference as the primary uh, starting point for a new scheduling model and continue, I would expect, in our current two-division 14 model, obviously a 14-team model until that time that expansion of the conference takes place rather than expansion of the playoff format. There you got it from Sankey, Shane. I mean, changes are coming. Sounds like we're going to have to wait for Texas and Oklahoma to make that official. But it's hard to see this as a, a bad thing for the league. You know what? Because, I mean, no, no disrespect to LSU. They won the West. They've earned their trip. Yeah. But in a year like this where Tennessee went to Baton Rouge and smoked them. You're right. Um, and Alabama lost to LSU and Tennessee. It just it don't really make a ton of sense to uh, not put the two best teams, at least the two teams that have earned it, in the championship game. You know what? Yeah. I wonder. I, I'm sure they'll have some sort of system. <laughs> probably another committee for this. Uh, because <laughs> we'll probably have some years that they got equal. You know what I'm saying? Like equal, maybe two or three teams that got the same record. And, boy, wouldn't that be wild? If, if you got a team like, let's just say hypothetically Tennessee and Georgia. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee didn't lose. Uh, to South Carolina in this scenario. So they would play Georgia. Uh -huh. Then they would meet Georgia again in the SEC championship. And let's say they lose again. Yeah. You're still going to put them in the 12. You're still going to put them in college football playoffs. And then guess what? Second round, Tennessee and Georgia. <laughs> There's, there may be a time we're going to see three games. Could you imagine? I mean, I guess you could officially crown an ass beating if you beat them three times, you know? <laughs> 
It's going to be wild, brother. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be wild. But I am curious. I'm sure they'll have a system in place uh, because there's going to come a time when we got a couple of two-loss SEC teams and we're trying to figure out which one's going to be in the SEC championship. I'm just glad they're not get, doing away with that game. Right. And I think the key thing why they're doing all this, Shane, you know, not necessarily that we've had it in the SEC, but we've seen it in other leagues where like a, a six and six team sneaks into the conference championship because their division yeah. was so awful. And somehow, by some miracle, they win the conference championship game. They do not deserve to go to the playoff. Right. So no, I at the end of the day, I think it's a smart decision. I do too, because there have been, like you said, there's been years where a team sneaks into the SEC championship and, and nobody watches the game because it's just an absolute bloodbath. I remember the Missouri, was it, who was it? Missouri and, uh, was it Alabama? No, Auburn. Georgia? Auburn. Was it Auburn? Damn, they I played Auburn remember. one year. They played Alabama one year, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that was a... It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good SEC showing. You know, not saying that they didn't belong there, but you know, there may have been another team in the West that would have made a better game. So yeah, I I, I like this, brother. I like this, uh, and I like Sankey addressing it. That's all we want, man. It's a little transparency. We just want to know what's going on, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I think it sounds to me with the college football playoffs expanding, I would imagine in two years is when we're going to see uh, maybe the divisions going away. Right. Now, final thing from Sankey, Shane. So, with this expanded playoff, the way they're doing it, six conference champions will go to the playoff, mm -hmm. and then the other six spots will be at-large teams. So, someone asked him, in this 12-team format, how many SEC teams do you expect to go annually? What do you think he said? All of them. <laughs> Let's kick it over to him. Hey, Greg, uh, more teams in the playoffs, more opportunities for the SEC. In, in best-case scenario, how many teams do you think one year could make it from the SEC in this playoff? Uh, uh, six. six, maybe seven, I guess, if you count our conference champions, since there's six conference champions and six at large. So we'll max it out at seven with a smile on my face. If you look over time, you know, between the, the SEC and, and Big Ten, looking backwards and forwards, I think we'd be pretty close. Neither of us have been at a 16-team playoff. Um, so I would anticipate uh, the opportunity for three, perhaps four of our teams total between the conference champion uh, and the at-large teams to be fully in the mix on, a, on an annual basis. Dead on, Chase Seven. <laughs> Give me the champion of the six best, but... Then he said, you know, I'm just kidding, four or five every year. But even that, that may be conservative. But, yeah, it's wild to think. I mean, a, a conference could send as many as seven teams to a 12-team league. And, oh, and if that happens, it. you better believe it's going to be the SEC that gets that done. You know what? Oh, you know it. SEC tournament, that's what they'll call it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because, like you said, we're going to start having some home and homes at this. This is just more money for those those cities. This is more ball games that you get to go watch in your stadium. Yeah. You know, our, we're done with Neyland. There's no more games being played in Neyland, but we made it to this. Who knows? We may have gotten to watch two more, and I think that that just adds to it, man. That just adds to the experience of college football. Mm. Well, before we get to our prediction, Shane, just give a shout out to our sponsors of the show, Game Time Sidekicks. I got my Game Time Sidekicks right here, Shane. Cannot recommend this product enough. This is officially licensed stainless steel drinkware 
founded in 2016 out of Knoxville, Tennessee by a Florida Gator. Imagine that, Shade. <laughs> if you're looking for drinkware, Shane, that'll keep your, your drink hot or cold all day, all tailgate, all workday long, head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com and use the promo code HEYBUDDY, all one word, and they'll give you 15% off your entire order over at GameTimeSidekicks.com. You can find a link to that in the show notes. And back for another season, Shane, PrizePicks.com. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports, the best out there for daily fantasy sports. And the reason we love Prize Picks, Shane, they got them college football selections. So you get on there and do NFL, NBA, even World Cup they got on there now. Believe it or not, Shane, <laughs> I know you're a World Cup convert now, but uh, why we love it, college football selection. So head on over to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. You can find a, a link to that as well in the show notes. Are you, buddy, ready to hear my prize pick selections for the SEC yes, championship sir. game? Absolutely, Mike. I'm going double down on this thing. <laughs> You're due. You're due, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we only got two teams to select from, obviously. So, at least in the SEC, they got all of the teams there at uh, prize picks to select from. But, I went Georgia heavy, of course, Shane. Stetson Bennett. Now, stay with me here. All right. can already hear them Bulldogs typing away. <laughs> Under 19 and a half completions. And, again, this doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game or anything, but 20 completions in a game that could get ugly. That's why I like the under. I like the under 19 and a half completions for Stetson Bennett. How do you feel about that one? Mm, yeah, it's. I guess it really depends on how you feel about this game. Because if you feel like it is a typical Georgia outing, yeah, I would expect some heavy passes in the first half and then sitting down on that running game the second half. So, mm-hmm. but if this thing's tight, ooh, that's kind of a risky bet. So I think that's a gut <laughs> check, and um, I don't want to give away my pick just yet. <laughs> There's my bulldog. He don't like it one bit. You can hear him in the background. How about this one, Shane? Brock Bowers, yeah, under four and a half receptions. And you may be sitting here saying, what the hell? Why do you hate the Bulldogs, Mike? Well, look at his stat line, Shane. I mean, he usually gets three, four, or five catches. So they do, they're they right on here. And the not a problem. It's, not a, it's a good issue to have. But Georgia's just got so many damn weapons, Shane. Right. That they spread it around. So it's easy to look at a All-American, should be potentially Heisman candidate Brock Bowers and say, of course he's going to have five catches. But LSU is going to – I think they're going to lock on on Brock Bowers. So, A.D. Mitchell looks like he's going to be back mm-hmm. for this matchup. That's another mouth to feed for Stetson Bennett. I think I think Brock gets four catches, probably has like 120 yards and three touchdowns. But I ain't giving him five catches. What do you think about that? <laughs> My only concern, man, is there was a lot of talk about Washington this week. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. And you know, Brock's a prideful man. He may say, "Give me." He may pull a Keyshawn and say, "Give me that damn ball." <laughs> All right, one more. And and Wait, hey, are you getting broke in or something? You need to check that out. No. Okay, he's good. Delivery man. All right, one more, Shane. And this, hey, this will win me back the, the dogs I lost. I did say under Stetson Bennett nineteen and a half completions. Yeah. 
I, this is another thing I love about Prize Picks, Shane. You could do passing and rushing totals. Jeez, Mike, you're gonna have to give him pig's ear or something. Whatever. <laughs> Over two hundred and eighty and a half passing and rushing for Stetson Bennett. Come on, that's a lock, isn't it? Two hundred and eighty passing and rushing. Yeah, so you could Less- combine them. Okay. Are are you are when you do your prize picks, do you do kind of like a parlay typically? Yeah, that's how I like to do it. Yeah. At prize picks, if you let's say you do three or more. Yeah. If you miss one but you get two, you get your money back. So oh. I love it. You know what I mean? I've been doing individually. I haven't been doing the parlays. So yeah, I guess if you're all in on this I guess kind of theme that you're going here. Uh, I like it. I mean, going off your two numbers, then absolutely. Yeah, give me the over with the total yards. I can see that happening for sure. Yeah. All right, Shane. So, hey, we're about to make our picks, but like I said, Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, they met with the media to preview this matchup. Let's kick it over to Brian Kelly first. Big question going into this matchup. Jaden Daniels got banged up. In the AM game, was spotted uh, wearing a walking boot in Baton Rouge. What's the status of their star quarterback? Josh Williams, he's been out a couple weeks uh, starting running back. What's his status? And then how about being an underdog in this matchup? Brian Kelly, here's what he had to say. Hey, Brian, just wanted to check on Jaden Daniels. Will he play Saturday? Well, I think the bigger question is, will you be able to uh, to make it? I heard you're a little bit under the weather. You're going to be okay? Yes, it looks like I'll be all right. Thank you for asking. Okay, good. Uh, well, he's going to be good, too. Um, he's had a good week of practice, and uh, he'll play for us on Saturday. Hey, Brian, it's Michael. Uh, yeah, I had three J's. Uh, can you give us an update on Josh as well as Jarek? How, how have they practiced? and their expectations for play as well. Yeah, I was really pleased with Josh yesterday. I think he looked like himself finally. You know, this is an injury that, uh, you know, takes some time because of the way he runs. He's such a physical runner and, um, you know, he plays so hard. Uh, his physical exertion and effort is is one where, you know, he's not a guy that's going to go at, you know, less than 100%. So I think yesterday was really the first time where I felt like, okay, we've got Josh back to where he needs to be to be, you know, confident and effective. Uh, and and, and Derek was cleared through our uh, concussions protocol, and uh, he is, uh, you know, obviously going to play a, an important role for us as well. You guys are a pretty significant underdog, according uh, to Las Vegas, in this game. Uh, do you want your players to to be thinking about trying to shock the world? Is that enter into the whole process, or is just focus on the kinds of things that have gotten you to this point, whether no matter who you're playing? Yeah, yeah, you know, I think, look. Social media is so prevalent out there. They're, they don't live uh, in a cave. Um, so they don't need me to bring things up. They knew that they were a 10-point favorite against Texas A&M, and look what that did for them. So, um, look, it, it, the distractions of social media do not help in your preparation. So what we've tried to do is, is get them to think the right things about 
you know, what's important in, in their preparation. And if you think that you get into the right emotional zone because um, you're, you're an underdog, well, that's fine. Um, but it's still about, you know, your mental, your physical, your technical and tactical preparation. Um, and, and whether you're an underdog uh, or a favorite, um, that has nothing to do with your total preparation. And that's, that's how we try to get our guys to think. All right, Shane. So, hey, this—I mean, this is basically what you gotta say, right? When you're, yeah, when you're a big underdog going into a big time matchup, just point to the fact that uh, that meant nothing for your last football game, and and I'm sure that's been the message in Baton Rouge this week, don't you think? Absolutely, throw them all out. I mean, it, what what does it matter? What does the scores, the games matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's gonna come down to one football game here at three thirty or four o'clock down there in in Georgia, mm -hmm. which. Let me ask you that, man. Real quick, side note. Has there ever been a talk about having an SEC championship outside of Georgia? Like bouncing around like a Nashville stadium or Texas stadium. Doesn't necessarily have to be a home field. It could be, you know, <laughs> Jerry's World or, you know what I'm saying? I'm just curious if if that's ever come up because it seems like it's, it's always been in Georgia. But, all right, because it's going to be like a home game. So, but anyway, I, I, I'm going to step away. Well, let me ask, I just asked you a question. What do you think? Is it always going to be down there? <laughs> well, yeah, when they sign a deal, it's like, I think it's like 12 years they've done it for yeah. down there in Atlanta. But um, I think the only talk of, of that is kind of moving the uh, SEC media days, which, of course, we have already seen moving it to Atlanta, yeah. moving to Nashville this upcoming season. There's talk of putting it in Texas. But I think uh, the SEC championship game, and it, it was actually a couple times – I believe, held in, uh, I want to say, Birmingham. So mm -hmm. it has been at other places. But, no, I think it's I think it's in Atlanta to stay. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I mean, because I mean, it used to be centrally located, but then you add Missouri. Then you add a Texas A&M, now a Texas and an Oklahoma. Seems like, it. well, let's just go ahead and move this thing around a little bit, especially if Georgia keeps kicking ass like they're doing. But, but anyway, going back to your original topic, Mike, it does not matter. It does. You throw it out. This is LSU's championship right here. They're not going to make the college football playoffs. Yeah. This is, you know, forget the bowl games. None of that. All This is what the team wants. To come in here, everybody doubted them, myself included. You know, you were talking about SEC media days. We dogged LSU. We, we, we said it's going to be a few years. Kelly have them up and running. But here they are, year one, with an opportunity to knock out Kirby in an SEC championship, a championship game that he's only won once yeah. since he's been in Georgia. So he has the – I think that is what this game's about. Don't worry about LSU. I, I worried about the injuries a little bit, but these boys are going to be ready to play. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and that is interesting, Shane. I mean, you talking about LSU, remember they were like the laughing stock of the league. They were the only yeah. team that lost week one. And then I think it was right after that, Brian Kelly with the uh, – you know, finding the reporter for for being late. Right. And, and people were like, this guy, get his ass out of here. It won't be long before <laughs> they run him off. And <laughs> he might win coach of the year. You know what? Yeah, that's right, man. You walk away from this one, how can you not give it to him? Now, also, Kirby Smart, of course, met. Didn't have a ton to say, but uh, good news, it sounds like, on A.D. Mitchell, their star receiver, could get him back on this field. And then uh, Harold Perkins, I mean, he's got a – uh, respect the outstanding play he's seen from this true freshman defender 
Got to know where he's at at all times on the field. Let's kick it over to Kirby. Hey, Kirby, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, what's A.B. Mitchell been able to do this week, and uh, what do you think his status would be for Saturday? Uh, very similar to, to recent weeks. He's been able to do some some practice stuff. Uh, he's been able to go out there and rep, and um, the hopes are that he's able to contribute. Coach Smart, uh, what is your thoughts on uh, looking at freshman linebacker Harold Perkins for LSU after you've watched him on film? Uh, extremely athletic, uh, very twitchy. Um, we, we've had a crossover with them on several teams uh, we've played this year, uh, whether that be Tennessee, Mississippi State, Florida, uh, a couple others, Auburn, I think. And uh, he's just uh, extremely athletic. And I think they do a tremendous job uh, utilizing his skill set, whether it's an edge rusher, interior rusher, spy, uh, zone coverage guy, man-to-man guy. He is uh, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's, he's, he's very talented. All right, so again, you got to know where Perkins is. That That's going to be key to the game, Shane, if he can be disruptive. Yeah. I know you you joke about uh, how damn fast he is, at least from that Arkansas game. It wouldn't shut up about it. But there's something to be said for uh, a game-breaker like that that uh, you may not be able to scout for to you actually see him on the field. You know what? Yeah. No, I mean, that's there's been a lot of those, man. You, you think you got somebody pegged, and then you get out there and you – go against him and it's like, oh, this, this wasn't as planned. You know, you can only <laughs> tape, tape can only take you so far, you know, but sometimes you just got to get popped in the mouth once or twice. Yeah. So, um, I, I think, you know, Kirby's Kirby's not overlooking LSU Yeah. Clearly you hear him talking. He's, he's, he's the king of coach speak, you know, uh, he's up there with the greatest and, uh, he's making this game personal. He's yeah. finding his way to make this game personal, and it means a lot to him. Uh, you know, here's a team. We just talked about how great they were last year coming off a national championship. Well, that team didn't even win an SEC championship. So this game is very, very important. Mm. Now, I wanted to ask you this real quick, Shane, before we make our predictions for the big game. Obviously, Georgia and LSU meeting in Atlanta, but how would you maybe uh, rank the following? I, I got a, a number of teams here I was going to ask you about, Shane. Which of these teams you think the teams that didn't make it are more likely to get that trip to Atlanta next season? Does that make sense? Oh. And here are the here are the candidates here, in my opinion. Any order you want. Alabama. Of course. A and M. I think you gotta throw them into the consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ole Miss making strides under Kiffin. Tennessee, Auburn with Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Got to look at them. South Carolina, rising under Beamer. Wild card. No one's got this, but I think it could be this could be the biggest turnaround in the SEC. Florida Gators or Mississippi State. I mean, how would you kind of rank those, do you think? Who, who's most likely to make it to the SEC championship that is not in it this season? Uh, Alabama, number one, I think that's a that's a given. Number two, I'm going to go Tennessee Volunteers because um, I'm extremely biased and I'm not going to hide it. I just think the the path is going to be a little bit easier in the East than it is the West. Mm. I think, um, and then the third one, I'm probably going to go with. I probably say Texas A. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Texas A&M on on three. 
I'll I'll probably buy into the hype again and be the only idiot to put them in the <laughs> SEC championship during media days. But I mean, I I really do. It really depends on how the off season goes. But as we're sitting right here, first of December, I'm going to go that order: Alabama, Tennessee, Texas A&M. You know what's interesting about that, Shane? I mean, I I see why you went there, but I think you you said the right thing, but you got it wrong. The path. No. To Atlanta. I mean, hell, in the east, it runs through Georgia. Yeah. And I think it's much more likely a team like Ole Miss gets to Atlanta before Tennessee. And I would even maybe throw Auburn in there. We'll see what they do in the portal. See what they do. Who they? We don't even know who they're going to hire as a staff. But it's going to be tough for Tennessee, I think, to get over Georgia because they're the beast not only of the east. They may be the beast of the country if they go back-to-back national champions you know what yeah no well my only thing my only concern uh with with what you're saying is how many teams go back to back to back to an sec championship even alabama didn't do that i don't think you know i don't, I don't want to i was trying to look it up here real quick so i didn't look like an idiot but uh <laughs> sec championship games let me let me just real quick pause it for a second because i I was looking at this earlier, and um, it just seems like there hasn't been. Okay, here we go. All right, so Georgia, this would be their second one. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, they've only been there three times. So they're the only team I see in the last, you know, since it's since ninety, well, since Florida Gators back in the nineties to go three times in a row. Um, even Alabama, we, we joke about Nick Saban being the, the greatest coach of all time, has only gone to an SEC championship three times in a row once. You know, so so you're saying that the path is going to be easier for Georgia. Yeah, I think they're going to be a, a fan favorite, but odds are you're not going to make it to an SEC championship three years in a row. Not saying it won't happen. Calm down, Georgia fans. We don't know exactly what your program's. Hell, we don't even know who's going to be a quarterback next year. So I, I'm just saying the path, in my opinion, will be a little bit easier in the East right now until proven otherwise. Yeah. Well, he's cousin Shane on Twitter. <laughs> what well, do you do? You think I'm nuts? Right yep. now, I mean, just one season. Okay, here you talked about Texas A&M. We got Kelly come up and coming here at LSU. Uh-huh. We've got Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. I mean, playing like hell. I don't know. Lord knows. I don't know if Hugh Freeze is going to be a real problem or a threat in Auburn. And then, of course, Nick Saban ain't going anywhere. So I, I think that's your that's your path in the West. And you're telling me one team in the East is is in front of all these guys. You know, I'm not saying Georgia is not a dominant opponent there they are and they should be feared but past georgia you've got a handful of programs that could be that number two i just think there's two coming into next season there'll be there'll be too much talent too much uh, i think the west is going to be a little bit tougher than it was this year mm. west had a down year in my opinion yeah they no, they really did east won uh the battle eight to six this yeah. season and two of the east losses were from Unfortunately, Vanderbilt loses into the yeah. West. So, yeah, I mean, the the East was rather dominant, if you ask me. Yeah. Florida, losing a quarterback. Tennessee, losing a quarterback. Yeah. Georgia, losing a quarterback. Uh, South Carolina, we don't – we can't 
I mean, Spencer Rattler's had a fantastic last two games, but we're not even sure he's coming back right now. It's not been said. Will Levis is gone. So right. there's going to be a lot of a lot of question marks in the East next year, and I think there'll be less question marks in the West. That's that's the only reason I've I've got uh, the West a little bit higher in that in that scenario. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Shane. We've been waiting all pod to get here. The SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart. 2-0 and o versus Brian Kelly. How about that? Of course, that was at Notre Dame. He's got more. He's got better players to work with, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but LSU, 3-1 and one versus Georgia in the SEC championship game. How about that? Last time was 2019. Kirby Smart, you nailed this. I can't believe I I can't believe uh, I I didn't know you looked this up already. Kirby's one in three in SEC championship games. <laughs> LSU five and one in SEC champion. Oh my God, Shane! All these figures. Uh-huh. Is Georgia gonna lose this damn game? Georgia <laughs> versus LSU. Georgia's favorite, seventeen and a half points. Four o'clock Eastern. 3 o'clock Central on CBS. The over-under is 52.5 points. And also, LSU's beaten Georgia twice in a row. Mm-hmm. They lead the all-time series 18-12 to 12 with one tie. And them Tigers get it done. Nobody saw a shot in hell for LSU to beat Alabama. Yeah. What did they do, Mike? They went out there and they beat Alabama. Nobody, including myself, you included, down at the SEC Media Days, gave LSU an opportunity to be that one opponent to come from the West and compete for an SEC championship. I, I say I think there was maybe, what, a handful, maybe three out of everybody down there that thought LSU would have an opportunity to compete in an SEC championship. They're probably LSU homers. You know who you are. <laughs> but they did it, Mike. They did it. This team is – has has gone through some things. Obviously, some growth. There's, you know, last week was a big disappointment, but I think it was more about anticipation about this weekend here, Mike. Mm-hmm. This they are at the top of the mountain. This is this is this team right here that everybody put down, never gave an opportunity. Is coming into Atlanta for the shot to win an SEC championship, and and I think this is it, man. This is their this is their game. This is their national championship trophy that they're going to hoist at the end of this game and i don't think they're getting enough credit man i I think daniels the progress he's made throughout the season one of the most efficient quarterbacks i've ever seen one of the most mobile quarterbacks there is no there is no blueprint there is no script there's no tape that you can watch and say hey this is exactly how we're going to stop this guy he is an improviser and he finds way to win games He's he finds ways to keep the chains moving, and I know you're looking for that butt, Mike. So I'm going to get to it real quick. <laughs> but Georgia Bulldogs are better than they were last year. <laughs> I'm saying it right now, brother. I don't get me wrong. That defense was killer last season, but as a team, as an as a unit, there is not a better team in this country than the Georgia Bulldogs. I've seen it, brother. I've seen it firsthand. They're all about two inches taller than everybody that they're playing. They're all about two seconds faster than anybody they're running against. I don't get it. They got science. They got medical something going on down there. Just freak athletes. Georgia Bulldogs is a semi-pro team, and they're ready to beat anybody that gets in the ring with them. And I, I keep 
coming up with these ideas. I'm like, man, but you never know, Shane. Don't get too cocky out there because they're going to clip it and they're going to they're going to come back at you <laughs> if they end up winning this thing. And I keep trying to get this Daniels thing out of my head, but the fact of the matter is, they're injured. Daniels is in a walking boot. You know, that's what they yeah. should dub this game. The walk-on versus the walking boot. And which one do you want? <laughs> Give me Stetson all day long, brother. So I'm not going to drag this thing out, brother. LSU is not a first-half team. doesn't matter because they're not a second-half team either. Georgia wins 38, LSU 14. Ooh. Give me the over and the points. Man. Tigers. Tell me I'm wrong, Mike. You're just Tell mo- me I'm you're wrong. motivating them Tigers that have – all they've done all season long, Shane, is silence the doubters, like you said. <laughs> this is a scrappy team. Yeah, they didn't show up last week. They were not motivated. I think they were looking ahead, like you said. But they rise to the occasion. Jane Daniels, one of the most impressive players I've seen all season long. Harold Perkins, B.J. Ojolari. Man, that's a nightmare combination off the edge. LSU getting healthy in the secondary. But you look at the statistics, Shane, I mean, heavily Favors Georgia. Georgia, number eight passing efficiency in the country. Mm-hmm. LSU, 35 passing efficiency defense. So, matchup favors Georgia. But here's where it really, really is an issue. LSU offense, 49 in the country in passing. Georgia, number 10 in passing defense. LSU, 17 rushing offense in the country. Georgia, number three rushing defense. So, Man, points could be at a premium in this matchup. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the smart way to look at it. I think LSU has got to win the turnover battle. They've got to limit touchdowns by Georgia in the red zone. That has been something that's plagued this offense. It's about, about the only thing wrong with the offense this season. So naturally you think low scoring, a lot of mistakes. Maybe that's LSU's key to victory. But I'll flip it the other way, Shane. I think the the only shot LSU's got to win this game outright, they've got to outscore mm-hmm. Georgia. And they have – I mean, Jane Daniels, as impressive as he's been, they have got to take that to another level. And they got yeah. Kayshawn Booty. They got Malik Neighbors. They've got Mason Taylor. Oh, look who his dad is. <laughs> you know, how many times are we going to have to see Jason Taylor in the stands? <laughs> I fear for that. But – He's got some weapons. They've, they have got to outscore Georgia, get in a shooting match, you know, force Stetson to beat you. Yeah. I, th- I think that's how you beat the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. You know what the problem with that, Shane? And Georgia Bulldog defense, man. They ain't messing around. If that's – yeah, that that's the recipe for every team. That, that was a recipe yep. for Tennessee to beat Georgia. Guess what? They couldn't do it because Georgia mm-hmm. is that damn good on defense. They got all Americans, all SEC players littered across that unit. I think uh, losing the SEC championship game as a favorite last year to Alabama, that's going to motivate Kirby and company – to do what they couldn't do last year and to enter the college football playoff as undefeated SEC number one playoff seed. Give me them dogs, Shane. <laughs> 28, LSU 13. So I, I actually like LSU and the points. I think they can make us competitive, but you could be right, Shane, because I'm, I'm deadly scared that uh, Jaden Daniels banged up Man, if he's yep. if he if he's not close to a hundred percent, this could get ugly because he's just right. so important 
to everything LSU does on offense. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but 17 and a half is a lot of points to give up to a quality team like LSU. So give me LSU and the points. Georgia wins big. Yeah, I think you're right, man. And 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 again, nothing against the the magical season, the magical run that LSU's had. I think year one, you couldn't ask for a better outcome than what you got with Kelly. Short of you know, definitely winning last week, I think would have really helped. But yeah, um, but but this one here, man, Kirby likes ammunition. He started this season. I don't know if you remember, but he started this season. And someone asked him, "How do you motivate a team that just won a national championship?" And he goes, "Easy. This ain't that team." You know what I'm saying? And I'm paraphrasing, but basically he's going to go out there and he says, he's going to tell them boys, hey, yes, last year was a magical run. We had a fantastic season. But you know what last year's team didn't do? They didn't win an SEC championship. Mm-hmm. That talk, I mean, he's just going to find motivation. It means more. It means more to them. And and I keep trying to, okay, Georgia's going to overlook this thing. They're, they're going to make it, you know, not as important. They play down to their – no, that's not, that's not going to happen this week. They are going to be dialed in. They're going to be ready to go out there and, and, and show everybody that they are the best team in the SEC. They're going to hoist that crown at the end of this thing. And they're going to do it. They're going to be nasty, man. I mean, you, here you got uh, Kelly coming in here. Kirby's going to set an example. You remember? You remember? Don't forget, a few years ago, Notre Dame came down there to Georgia. You remember how that game ended, right? Oh yeah. You know, there was there was some shit there at the end. So don't think that that Kirby don't remember that. And I'm not saying that's what he's going to happen, but this, these coaches remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I want all the points I can get in this thing because I I don't think this is a game that Kirby gets too conservative. They're going to come out. They're going to be dialed in. They're going to put some points up early. And then I think they're still going to be aggressive. I don't think they're going to cower and just run the ball at the end of this thing. So, yeah, give me Georgia big here and and uh, on to the college football playoffs. When this game is going to be a wild weekend, Shane, we got all these championship games. They start on Friday. They run all day Saturday. Then Sunday we're going to have the bowl announcements for mm-hmm. – Damn near the entire league made a bowl this year, so it's going to be fantastic. A lot more to come, and that's before the transfer portal gets geared up on Monday. Oh, so, yeah. Man, it's going to be a wild, wild couple of days. We ain't going anywhere <laughs> as long as Shane hadn't had his milk and cookies or whatever. But uh, you got, you got Yeah, it. we, got, we got, got late, man. I was like, well, damn, I guess we ain't doing a pod tonight. And then, then my wife, she's like, she made some oven-baked cookies, so it's not – yeah. This ain't like Chips Ahoy cookies, you know. This is like oh, out okay. of the oven, still warm. <laughs> and uh, so I ate more than I should have, of course, naturally. And then uh, I had that milk. I was like, yeah, it's about time for bed. Then Mike's like, hey, you want to pot up real quick? I'm like, pot up? Man, I can bear <laughs> the sugar. I need insulin, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just kidding. So it sounds Just like the kidding. diet's going well, huh? <laughs> mm. Hey, I didn't, I've been good today. I've been okay. good today. Can't, okay. can't win them all. Yeah. You know, so, but anyway. <laughs> anyway that's what we're going to be saying about enough, the LSU. Enough fat jokes. Yeah, that's what they're going to be saying after LSU kicks Georgia's ass. They're going to be clipping this. I, I, let me ask you on that note, because I, I always like I always like the positive spin, too. Yeah. Because LSU, what did they? What needs to happen for them to win this game? I, I mean, I think they've got to go off on offense. Explosive plays. Big time passing attack. Jaden Daniels has got to be able elusive and and making plays because plays are going to break down. So he's got to yeah. step up, improvise, 
make plays with his legs like he's doing all season long. But again, can he do that banged up? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I watched that, rewatched the A&M LSU game yesterday, and A&M did whoop them. I'm not, no excuses. But LSU mm-hmm. had their opportunities in that game. You know, drop yeah. passes were, were big. Uh, the, the, the scooping score is what broke LSU's back. You know, if you don't have not, – not, again, not to take away from A&M. They earned that win. They deserve it. But LSU gave them that scooping score. You know what I mean? So, yeah. eliminate mistakes. Cannot give up anything like that. Be explosive on offense. Finish drives. I think you got to force Georgia, which they can certainly do. But uh, don't give up explosive plays to Georgia. Make them go 10, 11, 12 plays to put that ball in the end zone because you never know when you're going to get a tip. You never know when you're going to get a drop. You never know when you're going to get a miscue by somebody or holding, you know, things of that nature. So make Georgia go on these big-time drives, limit the explosive plays. That'll give you at least a chance to pull the upset in Atlanta. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right there. And I think you got to create some problems too. Uh, you know, Stetson's not the most accurate quarterback that's ever come through Athens. So, you know, forcing him to some situations and, and keep him guessing, uh, you know. So I, I think this is a defense. This is a defense that can be a little bit disruptive, yeah. um, especially up front, you know, and, and maybe limit Stetson's running capabilities or extending drives. So, uh, I, you know, I say all that about Georgia and I put them on a pedestal, but – there is still a scenario here where I'm a little, you know, I'm a little pulled that uh, <laughs> that LSU may pull off the upset. and uh, So I think you're right hitting those pieces. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch it, brother. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be texting the entire time through. Yeah. But, hey, I just want to say thanks again for delivering time and time again on another season of the, of the show. Uh, yes. Numbers are through the roof. Got to thank the audience for that. So really – very appreciative of all the people sticking through listen on whatever format they're listening to another hell of a season and the best is yet to come but that's all i got we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go balls i will tell you real quick mike the spotify things that a lot of people have been posting about uh-huh. how many like hours hours and hours of podcasts they listen to and i'm just the whole time i'm looking i was like Boy, they should hear the hours that might cut out. <laughs> oh, no, you're right, man. We would It's the fans. That's what we do it for. So I'm looking for another great game, man. I'm, I'm, we'll talk to you guys on uh, Monday. So we'll have a recap of the show. And, and the portal officially opens Monday, right? Yes, sir. All right. Look at me extending the drive. <laughs> All right. See you guys. <laughs>